there's, a, there's a difference of clear. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But one of my coworkers threw me off guard. He asked me if I if I knew his Mary J. Blige song the other day. And I was like, oh, you know Auntie Mary? I'm like, Auntie Stop Mary. It. Stop it. Stop it. It's the boots, baby. It's the boots. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. We can, we can, we can get in here and start it. Stop playing with me. <laughs>
Word? Yeah, I didn't even know that. He was well, a couple years after oh, me. He's after you? But that's he went what's up, though. Yeah. That, that, see? That's, you know, we need, need to send that man a message. But uh, that's that's actually what's up. The 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 milestone I want to see is I want to give a big shout out to Kai. I watched a couple of his streams and whatnot. But I believe he is now one of three streamers on Twitch. 200,000. I have over 200,000 followers. So that is a big achievement. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out. I don't let no black achievements go by. That's that we we if we don't celebrate us nobody else will. That's a fact. So Kai, shout out to you. You know, two hundred thousand. Keep, keep doing, doing your thing, doing. brother. You feel me? You doing inspirational. Exactly. I inspirational. Everything that you're doing. That's my Black History Month milestone for this episode. Shout out to you. But <clears throat> on the last episode, you touched on a story. Touched on a story. You touched on a story. You touched on a story what? about. Uh, something called Kajanga. Kajanga. And a lot of people may not know what we talk about when we say this. Mm -hmm. So, to make it very simple, to put it in its most simplest terms, it is a youth leadership conference mm. for um, New York City, for any youth in New York City who is Catholic. Mm -hmm. And not even, not even just Catholic, because we have had people come that aren't Catholic, mm -hmm. but it is held at a seminary. It is you know, primarily revolved around, you know, activities involving the Catholic religion. Mm -hmm. But the we're bringing that up again because in as in theme of the last episode, talking about the experience at HBCU mm -hmm. being black, this was the experience of having younger people around us who also was of our faith mm -hmm. who looked like us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of times you may not see that because the, the, the Christianity religion is broken up in so many different pieces yeah. that, you know, you have these people over here, these people over here, these people over here. So when you really get a chance to develop with people of your color and of your mindset, it means something. Definitely. So when it comes to, to, to the Kajanga experience, for you, what was, what was that like for you? Kajanga. I, I remember they asked us to play drums a lot. So as you can see, these drums are back here. And yes, we do play. We don't play them often. But we play. We we still play. I'm not, I'm capping. Like, but that still pretty good. That it was that was a thing that was outside of us being friends. Like that's what held us together. Like we played drums. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that a lot of people that we are still cool with to this day. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my the love of my life, Nicole. Met her there. Um, this is interesting because it's like, like you said, a lot of us been able to now see other youths of our age experiencing the experience of our faith together. And having that experience made it feel more comfortable. And that's that's what the, I think the important part that we left off with in the H, our HBCU conversation is the part feeling comfortable in the space that you're in and not feeling that, yo, because I am melanated, I should feel like I'm not involved with what's going on around me. But now, because I'm melanated, there are other melanated people that understand and experience it in their own form of fashion. Like, I remember a lot of our elders in our church mm -hmm. were at, it was at Kajanga, and they were prominent people that Miss Georgianne, Miss Arlene, Miss um, Ethel, Miss Ethel, man. Uh, Rest in power, Miss Ethel, man. That was, that's a, and just a, the the amount of different people, Miss Marilyn, like Father Dwayne, everybody that's, then even the people that was just a little bit older than us, like Chris Graham, um, 
Noel, Courtney, everybody. Like just seeing people that, and I wouldn't say we looked up to, but in a sense was able to have an ex, have exposure to. Yeah, let us know. It was cool. It was cool to rep Jesus at the time. Cool to rep Jesus. It was cool to rep that. Like it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. You shouldn't have been ashamed. Yeah. of What you were doing. Yeah. So I, I felt that for. And real. they made it fun too. They we wasn't always just. We did sit in church, and I've had a lot of. There was an experience, and uh, after, after my grandmother passed away, mm-hmm. that summer at Kajanga, I really understood like being able to cry and not mm-hmm. feel that. I was weak or less than a per, less than a man or mm-hmm. less than mm-hmm. it was e- a wrong emotion to have, but mm-hmm. f- and feeling the presence of God because that was definitely it was after one of our one of our masses and it was just we were all listening we were doing praise and worship and I just felt overwhelmed because oh. I needed to release that. Oh, holy hour. Yeah, holy hour. Holy yeah, holy exactly. Hour. And hour. I was able to release that and had people there that comforted me and understood that yo whatever you going through is okay. Yeah, it's good. You all right? You you around people that's going that care about you and love you. Mm-hmm. So, I has always been a very proud moment for me every summer that we go. Mm-hmm. And being able to go back as a CIC was interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, I I'll leave that for another conversation. <laughs> but my brother, how was your experience with Kajanga? My experience, I'm not going to I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But um I feel like I did not I looked at it as deeply as you did, but I was there for the people. Mm. I was there for the friends. I have a lot of friends that I met from from Kajenga. You know, I have I have a friend who's baby shower. I just went to a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to you. I wish you nothing but health and wealth for your baby and whatnot. Um, and like those are friends that I I, I met them when I was fourteen. Mm. Like I, I met people when I was fourteen years old. We now we we what twenty seven now about to touch twenty eight. You know, and the people that I met at the time, I can still call them. I can still have conversations. I still, you know, I see them in the street like, yo, what's up? How you been? How you doing? So um, the people along the journey was definitely something that I took uh, I took from it. But I also feel like the opportunity to, again, grow comfortable in my faith. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like sometimes I wasn't always comfortable being, telling people I was Catholic. Mm. I like you know talk about it they would people would tell us hey you know people are going to challenge you people are going to ask you questions mm-hmm. they want to know why you do this why do y'all do that what's up with this and i never really had the answer mm. you know up until eighth grade i went to a catholic school so i wasn't getting questioned about that you know but until i got to high school and got involved with a little bit more complex minds and people that understood things that's where Kajenga really started to mean a lot more because it was the fact that I can be confident in who I was, I can speak about who I was, and I can have comparisons, you know. Um, my bro Tijon, uh, he was of a different religion. Mm-hmm. I believe he was Seven-day Adventist. Um, and sometimes, you know, we would have conversations about what were the differences in our religion, you know. Shout out to my homegirl, Ellen, right? I, I I met a lot of people. I, I keep name. I'm, I'm name dropping a lot this, of people. But this is important. I like a fact because we are connected and everybody's yes. journey is connected. So this is this is like part of my journey that got me here. You know, shout out to my homegirl Ella. Me and Ella was cool in high school. I called her my twin. Still my twin to this day. Hope you're doing well. Um, and me and her used to have conversations about religion, walking to school, coming back from school. And I could say if it wasn't for Kajenga, I may not have been as knowledgeable, as knowledgeable or mm-hmm. as confident to have the conversation, you know. 
I wasn't trying to be defensive all the time. Like, mm -hmm. No, 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 that's, that's not true, that's not true. But actually having an answer and being able to bounce ideas off of each other. So, excuse me, for me, the experience of just learning and knowing that sometimes we're all going through the same things. So, mm -hmm. You know, I never forget somebody has said that, you know, we're taught that every time we pass a cemetery or a church, we're supposed to make the sign of the cross, you know, say, say a small prayer as we're walking by. And, you know, hearing that other people were also kind of like shook to do that. Like, I'm like, I don't want to do it because I want people to judge me. So I understood like, yo, you, you get me. Mm -hmm. You get me, I get you. Yeah. So now we could talk about it and maybe now we'll feel a little bit more comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, doing the things that we were told to do. So comfortability is a big thing, especially when you're going through your religion, going through schooling, whatever it is, because you want to you wanna feel comfortable enough that people understand your issue and you're able to tell them like, hey, I'm having this struggle. Mm -hmm. You know, just like schooling. I'm pretty sure if you had to speak to someone that wasn't your major and they telling you they're going through a certain class, you're like, I remember that. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I changed majors because of that. And I have to mm -hmm. switch topics a little bit. But that was the... I. Because I didn't have, I wasn't hanging out with the, my classmates. Mm -hmm. I didn't get the the extra like, how did you do this work yes. or this? And that was also on me. I could have mm -hmm. reached out a little bit more, but it was a predominantly white school, mm -hmm. so most of the people in that class was. I did have some black people in there, but I wasn't hanging, playing sports, and then being in class was two different things. Like, mm -hmm. like I was mostly outside of class. Like I was hanging out with my teammates mm -hmm. and going to practice, doing what we had, mm -hmm. had to do. But they weren't in my major. But when I had to hang out with the people in my major, I couldn't really relate to them as much, which affected my schoolwork because mm -hmm. I'm a community person. Like I need to have that community. So when I was when I did switch my major, it was easier for me to. I started excelling quicker mm -hmm. because the classes were more conversational. Mm -hmm. They were more of experience. Your your it wasn't based off of how somebody already did it, but the conversation around why that person did it or how they thought that way or why they got to that situation, which, I mean, I don't think now looking in hindsight, I don't think computer information systems and journalism, I don't think they're, they're too, I don't think they're different. Mm -hmm. I think they're similar in their own fashion because even with coding, you're telling your code a story mm -hmm. in the same way of journalism, you're telling some, you're telling somebody else's story. Yes, so it's the whole same concept of, yo, I need, and this is only hindsight because I'm able to look back on it and reflect on it. Mm -hmm. But during that time, it was more of like I needed to have that comfortability, have that recognition, re being recognized by the people around me mm -hmm. to feel that, oh, I'm comfortable enough to say I'm having a problem with this. How would you go through it? You, and that's true. That's true. And that's, that's part of what Kajenga was. It was like, do I have this problem? How can I, how can I help? And, um, you know, that actually brings us into the next point that we're going to talk about, mm -hmm. which is you know, in, in honor of Black History Month and, and continuing to talk about be, your, being in your blackness, um, what it's like and how it feels to be the black person in your job. Man, I feel like that's a talking topic for and, everybody and, in the world. And you know, we have both have similar and different experiences being the black person at our job. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm kick it off to you and I'm gonna let you start. Yeah. Because you, you get to meet people, you get to yeah. interview people, you get to go different places. Yeah. What what is that like? What is it like knowing that you're about to go into a situation that, you know, they may you, you're not sure how they treat black people. Oh, uh, it's interesting because mm -hmm. code switching is a thing. Yes, it is. The conversation can't have the and not say can't. Let me let me let me let me say this. 
I've learned that being me is the right thing to do. I'm not a bad person. I am very knowledgeable in my craft. Mm -hmm. I accept people for who they are. Mm -hmm. I don't judge people. Mm -hmm. So when I walk into a room, I have an open mind in who I'm about to meet. Mm -hmm. They don't have to show me who I am. I'm not expecting them to be a person. Exactly. Now, I don't think that's always the case when people see me mm -hmm. because I definitely think there's an expectation they expect from me, mm -hmm. which I think for me as being just who I am, I like to unbunk expectations. Let's, let's go against the yeah, a little bit. Just yeah. to just to shake it up a little bit. You ever got you always gotta have that person to shake it up. You, 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 you be changing the stereotype. Basically, and when I leave conversations, I realize some people like, wow. And and not to and I don't take it as I don't take it as a slight, mm -hmm. but when people are like, I didn't expect that from you. Mm -hmm. Or I usually like to hear, I didn't think about it that way. Mm -hmm. Love hearing that because that means my perspective not did it, it didn't change you, but it allowed you, it dropped the seed in your brain for you to think about it differently a little bit later. Because mm -hmm. now it's about everybody's journey. You, that person came across me before they met the person they thought you were. The, the, the image of who you were before you got to them. That, but also so they have a different perspective when they meet another black person that looks like me. Exactly. They're not going to say, oh, every black person acts this way. Mm -hmm. And that's the, I guess, the pride I take when I meet different people. Like, when I meet different people, it's always a welcome, look them in the eye, handshake, or before pre-COVID, I guess, it was a handshake. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, also making sure that I'm here to fulfill my job. Mm -hmm. If it gets any personal in that, I know I don't have to see you again. That's true. You don't. Unless, unless it's a continuous project that we're working on. And at least for the next situation, we're only working for a couple hours. And that's mm -hmm. the thing with working in the industry. It's a lot of downtime. It's a hurry up and wait business. Mm -hmm. So it's like you get there early, you set up. And you wait. Yeah. And then when it's time to go, you're you rolling. Mm -hmm. But in that time, there's a lot of downtime of having either you having a conversation with a person or you just don't. Because it'd be a situation where... They're busy doing what they got to do. They're handling their part of their job, and that's the thing with a team. You feel me? They're handling their position, and I'm handling my position. Mm -hmm. So now there's no, there's not always a situation where we sitting down getting to know each other, but it's more of the understanding, like, yo, I'm comfortable enough to be who I am. I know what I look like, mm -hmm. and I can look myself in the mirror and say, hey, I think you're great. That's true. Don't, don't worry about that. But how do you feel – now being in an office space where you see the same people mm -hmm. day to day, mm -hmm. you get to learn about them more and more. And mm -hmm. their, their first impression of them, your first impression of them mm -hmm. is probably going to change by the time you finish working there or whenever they finish working there. 100%. But how does that experience go for you? So I'm not going to lie. I got my job in what, October? Mm -hmm. October I started. And this is what, February? So October, November, January, February. But four months in, three months in? Mm -hmm. um, I was not interviewed by anybody black. Mm. So I got to the interview. Um, my interviewers were uh, my eventual supervisors and one of the higher level people in, in, in the office. And I, when I first walked in, I saw the building, I read the name, I saw everything, and I said, cool. It's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. So, got to my interview, and literally, they told me in my interview that my, I had an Irish name. 
I heard the French part for Romaine too. I heard that. Heard now that. I've known that Brandon is an Irish name. My last name is Dingle, which is also Irish because in Ireland there's a Dingle Peninsula. Didn't even know. And, that. I've, and I've looked this up before. Wow. Like if I look up my family crest, there is some uh, Irish in there. So the the just like you said, the preconception of who I was mm-hmm. was. Might have been an Irish person. They thought so, she was a white man. So, so <laughs> the, the surprise to see a 250 pound bald headed black man with a beard <laughs> with the name Brandon uh, Dingle was probably shook up a lot. Of I ain't gonna lie, I think your parents were giving you a, a, un, a un, unethic name, I guess. Uh, <laughs> an unethic name. Because I have no problem with a, a Bon Quiqui or something like that. <laughs> I have no problem with, with Deshaun. No, no. I that. work with kids. I, I've heard all the names in the book. Needed. Um, it's very needed. It yeah. is. It is. So the so so from then I knew there was a preconception of me. Mm. But then I got there, and I was able to change that perception of. Okay, this may not be the person who we thought it was, mm. you know, but the person that's on paper, the the skills and qualities that to do I the have, job, that's the person you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. Like the name you may have made, you may have created a whole different persona of who Brandon Ningle was and what he would look like. Mm-hmm. And I may not have been what they look what what they expected me to look like, but what you expected to hear from me by reading my resume was exactly what I gave you. So when I got in the office. And I got in during a busy season, so it wasn't that many people in the office. And at the time, I was, at the time, I'm, I'm, I'm currently one of three black people in the office. At the time, it was one of four. Um, I believe one of, one, of, one of the people she moved on to another job, um, but I was one of four. So my mentality going in there every day was one, I'm not there. I'm not there as the primary, like, production that this job is producing like the primary thing that this job does I'm not doing that I'm doing the IT side Mm -hmm. so part of me was making sure I was dressed every day like these are the mental things that weighed on me Mm -hmm. as I'm preparing for my first week my first day my first month Mm -hmm. you know making sure I'm put together every day number one because you start to when you sometimes people don't understand when you go into that you know when you go into that field different from you where you get to see different people and different vibes I see the same people all the time. Yeah. And if there's nobody that looks like me, part of my mind starts to say, okay, how do they view me? Right. Knowing that I'm this person, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm, you know, what is what, like, they, they may have no, no, no stereotypes. They may have no indication. They may not care what you look like. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact of society has pressured us to feel that you have to think other people are judging us as we're going forth here and there so i make sure i try to put my best foot forward every day i walk in with what i wear Mm -hmm. you know my my shirts iron pants tailored shoes on am i wearing tube socks nope but i add my own flavor Mm -hmm. i'm aware of fitted you feel me i'm a i'm a i think i was wearing this chain with my grandmother on it one time i'm sorry Excuse me, my godmother on it one time. And everyone was like, they weren't like, oh my God, he looks like this. They were like, yo, that's really nice. I like it. You where'd you get it from? Stuff like that. And just the approach to the different styles of how I choose to dress mm-hmm. is completely different. But I have realized, just, just slightly, most of the time I go with my shirt untucked. Yeah. Chilling, right? When I go with my shirt tucked in, they're like, yo, Brad, you look good today. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. Oh, I get it. Interesting. I get it. Interesting. But I like it. 
I got a problem with it. Yeah. I enjoy it. You know, like I said, nobody. It's it's like I said, it's the mental pressures that you you put on yourself because you want to be. You don't you don't want anyone to to look at you like, oh, he's what I expected, because that's the mental pressures of being one of the few black people in an office or being, you know, the only black person around that you see on a daily basis is that eventually they're going to come up with their own visions of you, how they see you, how they view you. And you kind of always want to be on point because you want to make it to the next level. So do you think, do you think that affects your, your performance? Oh. Well, it makes you want to excel in your performance. Uh, not even really, not, not really for me. It does. I, I feel you, and 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 the reason why it doesn't, why I don't, it doesn't make me feel like I want to excel, is because I feel like when I'm doing the work, it's just me and the computer, mm -hmm. and I've been doing it for so long that when it's just me and the computer, I know what I'm doing, and when I'm done, it's like you said, code switching. I, I can talk to you with a smile. I can look at you and say, hey, yo, I'm done, or I need to go get help, or I need to figure this out, and I'll come back to you. And I'm able to, to to show that because I'm not gonna be timid. You know? mm -hmm. Like I'm gonna be confident because I study to know what this is. I put in the work to know how this computer goes inside, outward, backwards, how to flip this this way, put this over here, run this program, run do that for this to work the right way. Yeah. So I feel confident. I feel confident in myself to get the job done. Mm -hmm. um, but. Nah, I don't think I don't think I felt like I was ever pressured by their presence to get the job done. Right. You know, it's I, I I think and it's it's interesting because I don't think I've always felt that, but as I gotten older, and I I usually attribute this to the pressure that I place on myself, but now that we having this conversation, I understand like you know. It's everything's external at some point. It's mm -hmm. like we're we're all sponges. Like we're not, we don't really grow up with our own full understanding of how life works. Mm -hmm. We're accepting what people are telling us, and then we're moving on from that. And those things stay with us. And I mean, I don't know where this is really coming from, but at the same time, I've realized like because there is a preconception of me, I have to excel. I have to be... You have to go, you have to I have harder. to. Yeah, I have to be the best that I can be. You have to work five times harder. You have to work six times harder. Which I think is crazy because, you know, there's people... And, I mean, everybody is their own thing, but I'm not saying... I think, for me, when I developed my, like, view of myself and the confidence that I have in myself and my looks and however I present myself, mm -hmm. it didn't come from it didn't come from me having that already it came from the fact that I did the work like you said like you already know what you're doing you did this you put the time in and that's where any conf I feel like any confidence comes from is like the fact that you know that I've done this and I could do this with my eyes closed 100%, with no issues no issues and that confidence is now presented itself in a new fashion where do I continue to have a the right dialect when I talk to someone or do I hit them with a little bit of slang to just say that, hey, yes, I am black. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I grew up over here, but, and I grew up in this household. And it's even cool because I do meet black people. And I would say one of the, one of the coolest experiences I've had mm -hmm. was working, working on an all black production mm -hmm. for a black talent. Okay. Like working, working with uh, 
J Budden Media mm-hmm. for Steve Harvey, his his Facebook show, the second season. Mm-hmm. It was during COVID, but we filmed it at his house. And it was just like, it was, I could probably count on my hand how many people of color, of, not of color were there. And not to say that it was like a discriminatory thing, you but I felt comfortable. It was, it was like a black party. Yo, was, and it was just more of like, yo, we all here good at our craft mm-hmm. and we're able to still be ourselves and the crack jokes. flows different, the jokes. We playing music, bro. Y'all, y'all understand it. Y'all, y'all understand each other. Yeah. You know, and my job is more like, you know, I'm listening to Rick Ross, someone else listening to Beethoven. It's like, all right. I there's, a, there's a difference. Of, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But one of my coworkers threw me off guard. He asked me if I if I knew this Mary J. Blige song the other day, and I was like, "Oh, you know Auntie Mary? Auntie like, Mary? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's the boots, ain't it? It's the boots. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. We can we can, we can get in here and start it. Stop playing with me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I think that um, I think that when being black in the workplace, it it's a it's an experience. You know, and um, it to always to have more black people in the office makes your job fun. Whether whether it's an office job, whether it's a whatever job it is, you're mm-hmm. gonna feel more comfortable around your people or the people that you can most relate to. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you can't relate to other people, but it is an experience. So you know, if you are someone that's been like this, we hope this conversation helped you. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, let you know that, and that's the point of the show. Like every journey. Everybody's journey is somewhat the same. We're not all, we're not all uniquely different. We are different in our own sense of fashion, but I believe like if you look if you want to find somebody else that look like you, you can go on the other side of the world and just look around. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be somebody with some familiar feature of you, but they're not you, which makes you unique. Mm-hmm. However, we all breathe the same air. We all use our bodies, I mean, male and male and female differently. differently. However, we are all breathing the same air. We still got our organs we all I'm, put our pants on one leg at a time. Come on now. If you put your pants on two legs at a time, make a video, we're going to shout you out because I want to learn how to put my pants that's, on two legs at a time. <laughs> like, that's... If you, there, you, if you can do that, let me know. That's definitely, tough. Definitely that's tough. That's a, definitely let me know. You, let me you, know. you might end up in the Guinness World Record for that because yeah. I ain't I, never I, seen I, that I in my life. Absolutely do that. But um, definitely, I think that, you know, before we, um, before we get into the draft mm-hmm. of this conversation... Uh, I want to close out the segment by giving, uh, giving the much honor needed and respect to our, I don't even know what to call him, our, besides our deacon, yeah. our, um, uh, homie, mm-hmm. <laughs> mentor, homie, OG, yeah. mentor, you know, uh, shout out to Deacon Lacey, uh, this today makes what a year since he was taken from us, yeah. um, shout out to Deacon, Deacon has, I think he would be happy knowing that we're doing this. Low Kiki always wanted us to be pastors, so always. This is not even always. no. This is not even too far fetched from us wanted, talking he on a mic. To be a deacon. He wanted me to be a deacon. I'm not gonna lie. He was close to it. I, I thought about it a couple times because I'm not gonna lie. Deacon Al at, at Kajenga, like they was cool. They thought they you. Was cool. They was about to hook. They was about to. Listen, listen, listen. They was about to hook and reel me in. <laughs> Here was the thing that got me about a deacon, right? If you get married before you do it. You can still be a deacon. That's what got me out. That doesn't make me think about it because I'm like, I want, I want to have a wife. I want to have kids. Hey, listen. Like, you know what? Let me, let me do that first, and I'm gonna holler at you. But you know, I do want to, want to definitely uh, say thank you to Deacon. Uh, shout out to Miss Lacey. I know she's still out there. Yeah. Know, 
definitely our prayers and everything are with you during this time. You know, this time may be hard for you, so just wanted to wrap that up with a little, just a little shout out to our deacon for what he does. And you know, we will, we'll, 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 we'll drop a one, some a couple favorite pictures with with deacon. And yeah. So um, it's draft time. With that being said, it's a hundred percent. It's draft time. time. It's draft time. It's draft time, baby. This is draft number four, and the draft we are choosing is fast food restaurants. Now, as you can see, we both have a little gusto to us. I got a little more gusto. You feel me to me than you know, but. Listen, we working on it. Right? Right. It's, it's a it's, this is a journey. You feel me? You never know. By episode five hundred, we be over here looking like. Listen, you, mm. you never know. But yeah, you ain't gonna see me on nobody TV show with seven boxes of pizza. I tell you, my grandmother. I ain't, yeah, that's a that's a strange <laughs> show. That's a strange show. <laughs> yes, it is. But with the draft we are doing today is all time fast food restaurants. You went first last time. I did. You, you got it. You got I'm it. I'm gonna go first. You got it, big. You got it, big homie. Uh, I ain't gonna waste no time. I ain't gonna. I ain't even gonna play. I'm not even gonna joke around. Give me Wendy's number one pick. I knew you were gonna go there. I ain't gonna lie. I'm glad you went there because I'm going Chick Fil A. Need it. Need it. Listen, man. The listen, sauces man. top five. Listen, listen, listen. I'm glad you did. That. I'm kind. I'm kind of biased because I worked there at one point, and not <laughs> not like not like. My pleasure, but I was doing security for the headquarters in Atlanta. Oh, okay. It was pretty wild. I ain't gonna lie. It was a good life. It was a good life. I'm gonna go and, and thank you for doing that for me, by the way, because my number two pick mm -hmm. is Popeyes. You know what? I got Without you. Without the oil down. Without the oil down. Without. Damn. If, if, if you, you know. Watch episodes, you know. You know. You know. If you know, you know. Oh, man. All right, copy. You go with Popeyes? Yes. I'm gonna go with Zaxby's. Z okay. Zaxby's, okay. They're, they're tenders. I don't know how they season it, but they season it right. Some black people made that <laughs> recipe. We thank you. Zaxby's. We thank you. <clears throat> okay, if you're going to go with Zaxby's uh, for number three, that's where it gets a little dicey. This is where, you know, people start to get, you know, their personal feelings and personal opinions in. <clears throat> but for my third pick, I'm going to go with Domino's. They consider fast food? I mean... Because I was thinking Chinese food... I was trying to consider if Chinese food in general is considered fast food. I mean, I feel like if you can get it in under... Like, if it's made in under a certain amount of time... Like, if it's made in under 20 minutes, it should be fast. Like, 10 minutes, it should be fast. We should have cleared this up a little bit. We like, should have thought about it, you know. So, we're going to put Domino's tentative for tentative. now. All right, we can go with that. I, but that. I think that it counts. Because is a pizza like fast food? Essentially, yeah. I mean, New York, technically. Yeah, because, like, I mean... Because technically... like So, like, okay... Technicalities, but Domino's. Ain't nobody Domino's judging you. Ain't nobody judging. judging you. Ain't nobody judging. Yeah, I'm taking Domino's. Domino's. I was just, I was just trying to clarify for my, for my, for my sanity. That was all. No, I don't know if you was thinking that, but I was thinking. I, that. Maybe. I could be wrong. Domino's might not be fast food. You'll let us know. Uh, all right, all right. So tree, mm -hmm. tree. Mm -hmm. Um. Hmm. This is a difficult. I ain't gonna lie, cause I, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I'm not throwing McDonald's in my top five at all. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. McDonald's don't make it. It just, it, they just don't. I like, the, I love the business model. Love the movie, the founder, great movie. Mm -hmm. But they just, they just not. Their food quality. It's poop, bro. The only thing I can really go for is the apple pies and the fries. But other than that, uh, I'm gonna go Wingstop. Wingstop? Oh. Shout out to Rick Ross, man. Shout out huh. to Rick Russell. Rick Wingstop, which is number three pick. Yeah, Wingstop. Wingstop. That is a good pick. I, you know, I, was, I, can, I can go with, I can, they got different flavors, the sauces. That is a good pick. I'm a sauce type of guy. 
I can tell. I need the sauce. I need the sauce to hit. The sauce, the sauce gotta hit. Gotta hit, bro. Sauce gotta hit. Sauce gotta, gotta hit. hit, bro. All right. So for number four, <sighs> I gotta think now. Now I really gotta think. Cause it's only it's only certain good quality ones. Actually, you know what? I'm not even. I don't gotta think no more. Cause I know you've probably been there, but I don't think you've been there. <laughs> Number four, I'm gonna go with cookout. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go with cookout. Yeah, yeah. Cookout saved my life in Virginia. Five dollars, yeah. ten dollars. The crushed ice with the sweets. Oh boy. Cookout. Cookout is a solid. That's yeah. a solid pick. That's a, that's, that's, that's a solid. That's a solid pick. Cook off for number four. And I feel like the South has like the best fast food places because you don't. Some of the good ones. They don't got a lot of. They, they really got some of the good ones. Yeah, bro. I'm trying to think right now. Who, who else? Whoever. I already know my my, my my last pick gonna be controversial. Mm. You say he says I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I mess him up know. with this one. I already know. Um, I will say. Hmm. Nah, I ain't gonna go with that one. Okay, okay, okay. I was waiting. I was waiting on that one. I was trying to go. Damn, bad. Four. So I said Chick Fil A. Yeah, you got Chick Fil A up there. And then I said Zaxby's. Zax Chick Fil A, Zaxby's. Um, Wingstop. You get Wingstop, yes. Hmm. Dang. Yeah, it's getting dicey. Remember the fold on this fourth? Nah, I'm not folding on this fourth. Who's this fourth one for me, though? Hmm. You already excluded McDonald's, so. Yeah, I, I'm definitely he, not picking he, him. I'm definitely not going back on this one. I'm not going back on this one. I'm not going back on this one. And you not already picked Wendy's? I did. Wendy's is number one. Number one. Hmm. Hmm. I'm only taking the Jamaican KFC, though. Jamaica's KFC? A Caribbean KFC. A Caribbean I can't KFC. take an American KFC, but I take a Caribbean KFC. Caribbean KFC? KFC? Okay. Okay. Caribbean KFC. Like a little, yeah, segment. So KFC? Caribbean. Caribbean KFC. Okay. 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 They season okay. a little bit better. I don't know what they be doing okay. different, but they okay. season better. I want y'all to be prepared for my next pick. And I want y'all to understand when I make this pick. Because when I make this pick, I don't care about the backlash. I don't care about what y'all are going to say in the comments. I don't care about what y'all are going to say to me personally after I make this pick. Because I'm making this pick because I've had their food before. Mm. And I am admitting to having their food. Preach, preach, huh? So think what you think of me, and I don't care. <laughs> My fifth pick is Arby's. Arby's? You're Okay. Arby's. All right. Okay. You don't want to keep them in business? Because, <laughs> yo, bro, who goes to Arby's, bro? What? What? Oh, listen. Listen. You said I made 100 grand, but I'm looking at you different. This is Judge I, did, I gave the disclaimer. I don't care how y'all going to look at me after I made that pick. Yes, I'm locking in my fifth pick at Arby's. Mm. Yes, I'm not going to forget. It was it was, it was, was sophomore year. One of my men said, yo, I'm going to Arby's. I'm going to get a big Buford. A big Buford? Come on, a name like that. Oh, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. I'm like, yo, bro, make it two. I want to see what's up. The big Buford was popping. I got it one day. I, I promise you, I was in Virginia. I was eating good. Everything was gum money. I think it was right either right before we got on the bridge or right after we got off the bridge. It was an Arby's. I was hungry. I said, we stopping. Mm. 
I stopped, I went in, I got me my meal, and I was out. I've had Arby's three times in my life, but I'm making it my number five pick. Okay. Like I said, I don't care how you feel. Fair. As you should. All right. You shouldn't care. Shouldn't care at all. I sh- I'm not. You don't. Not. Not one bit. Not even a little bit. <laughs> not even a little bit. All right, copy. So I think, and it's, I, I don't know if this really considers a fast food, but to me, I think they do. Golden Crust. They're a chain. They're a franchise. There's literally a golden crust everywhere, bro. There is a golden crust everywhere. So, for my Caribbean people, that's my yeah, pick. Even if you want some basic rice and oxtail, you go to golden crust. And, and it hit different. Every, once, every, every place is a little bit different. Just a little bit. A little bit different. A little bit different. A New York golden crust? Eh, I don't know where it is. I want to be all right. Come on. You got you to pick, pick your location smartly. This was the joke, right? Golden crust is... The Sean Paul of restaurants. <laughs> uh, and there's no, there's no slight on Sean Paul Sean at all. Paul got some bangers. Hits. Hits. Bangers. And it, you feel me? But they hit or miss. They hit or miss. They hit or miss. And now, they, like you say, every, every location ain't a hit. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. find yours. And rock with it. Go. Your Arby's. Make sure you take that trip. Listen, I would I do want to give an honorable mention to two things. Okay, Subway cookies. Oh, I was about to say Subways. Only, I ain't go- only warmed up though. Okay, and McDonald's breakfast. That's all right, all right, all right. You feel me? That's, that's the only way I would consider McDonald's. McDonald's but the, I was definitely gonna say Subways because I definitely ate a lot of Subways yeah, during my college. Good. Like, good. there's always a Subway somewhere, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. Can't go wrong with Subways, man. But um, I think that does it for episode. Best not forget. You better subscribe. Oh. Best not forget, you better subscribe. Listen here. Subscribe to the channel. Listen here, y'all. I work at IT. I'm going to run the statistics of who watches our videos and subscribe. Because you know YouTube tell us. They gonna tell us. They know they they tell us. And you know, if I wanna give if I wanna go deeper into the into the analytics, I can find out what your username is. Why you not why you watch it but you not subscribed. Come on now. Yeah. You helping us out. We if we added some value, you if you gotta laugh, you gotta hit the subscribe button. Hit a like. Come on now. If you got some value, you better share this with somebody. If you eat Arby's, you definitely gotta share it with somebody. Oh God. And don't and don't don't lie oh and say you never had oh Arby's God. Oh in God. Because you have. I don't. I keep saying I don't care how y'all feel when I go back. To you Virginia, really keep Ar- you, Arby's. I'm just saying somebody keep Arby in business and they really doing well. That's what I'm saying because their commercials are still out there. They got money for they got money for ads. So somebody paying their bills. Hundred percent. Somebody paying their 100%. bills. Hey, man. But listen, man, that was episode four. We're going to wrap this up. We love you. Uh, of course, number love, bro. We're going to be back for episode five, of course. Yes, sir. All right, now. Y'all be safe. Peace. All right.